What's up, everybody? This is Phil Rogacki. And I'm Jared Abergina. You're listening to Two Tree Guys Podcast. What's up, everybody? Phil Rogacki here in the studio uh, doing a full-length episode um, with Elena Noel. Um, we're going to hear you're an author. You do your backpacker. You do all these great things, but we're not going to get into that right yet. We're going to hear her story. We're going to hear about her book uh, that she wrote, Inspiring Accountability in the Workplace. Uh, but before we get started there, guys, if this is the first time you ever listen to this show. Uh, we have different episodes that we play on this. We have our full length with what you're going to hear today from that, where we bring individuals into the studio. We hear their story. Uh, we talk about things in the industry, leadership, management, trees. Uh, usually we drink beer and hang out and laugh and make fun of each other in the studio. Uh, and I usually have my partner, Jared, here with me, but he ain't here. Uh, that might be a good thing. I don't know. Uh, two, uh, we have our gear talk where we we talk about different gear in the industry and comparing it and what works and what doesn't work uh, out there. And these are short little 15-minute talks that we talk. And then three, we, we have our safety talk. And our safety talk that we have, our safety flashes, is every week we're going to bring this out to you to where different different incidents in the industry and and how do we mitigate those for the future and what happened with this some live scenarios and some stuff with OSHA and ANSI that we'll be discussing with that and then of course we got what's your story uh, that's what you guys hear mostly and that's where we're traveling all over the country and, and hearing individual stories everybody has a story how they got in the industry who inspired them, and then what wisdom they can share to other individuals. And these are short stories. So if you guys like it today, if you guys got something out of today, the fee to this show is to pay it forward. Share it. Share it on your page. Share it on Instagram. Uh, that's how we grow the show. If you don't share it, uh, it's because you didn't like the show. And if you didn't like the show, please don't share it. But if you did like it and you got something out of it, if you got a laugh, if you laughed or chuckled in any way, please share it for that. Uh, but that's a fee of the show. I thank you guys for uh, listening to it wherever you guys are and driving. But we're going to hear the story of Elena uh, Noel. Hi, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. So exciting. Yeah, I know. As soon as you came in the studio, this is her first time in the studio. And I've been talking to you about, you know, let's do some podcasts. Let's get you on the show. Uh, and you probably didn't think it looked like this at all. No, I didn't. I um, I don't know what I expected, but this is serious. <laughs> Uh, which I, sh I should have known. I should have known. You know yeah. what that tells me is you never watched one of our episodes. That's so true. <laughs> Technically, that's actually literally true. Uh, but, you know, I'm definitely going to watch this one. Okay, and then good. from there, I'm going to watch them all. I'm, gonna bi I'm a binger. So I'm going to episode after episode. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, yeah. if you watch it and you like it, I'm going to share the show. You got to share it. If, if I get a chuckle, which I already have, I'm going to have okay, to share good, it. Good, good. But so you're here. Sure. Yeah. You're sitting at this is a Monterey Cypress table that you're sitting at. This tree was removed in the Presidio. Oh, wow. Uh, it, Jared had it. We made an awesome table out of it. Uh, little waterfall slash stones and epoxy with red in it. So this was his first one, but we're going to make a better one here in the future. But he removed this tree, the gentleman that you met, Jared Abergina. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is becoming a special table with many different awesome people in our industry that sat here. And now we're just adding on. And you're, you're a first author 
that we had in the studio. Oh, well, that's so exciting. I'm happy to put my hands on this table yeah. and feel all Some that. Some of the, feel the energy. I can feel it of all the beer drinking and chuckles from before. There has been, there has been. Let's there's hope be- there's some today. <laughs> let's hope. So let's, let's, let's dive right in. Let's, let's hear, let's hear about you. Let's, let's hear your story let's and go. where you're from. And, and I really want to dive into your book here. Uh, getting into this, you know, this is a great book. And uh, we had lunch, and I talked to you a little bit about this book. I mean, this book's like 20 books in one. I mean, it is jam-packed with information. Um, And this book, guys, out there, uh, Inspiring Accountability in the Workplace, the awesome thing about this book is something that you – it's not a once-read. You know, and a lot of books out there is maybe just a once read or, you know, reference here and here. This is a book you, you may keep on your desk and, and you go through and it kind of guides and leads you through your workday uh, with leading uh, your teams on there uh, for that. And, and I just kicked off a five part little training series I'm putting on uh, Instagram because you inspired me to put that on there. So instead of giving little energy motivational talks i'm going to do some different training on there some stuff i believe in there for so let's let's hear your story yeah i mean my story i'd say the more interesting parts um are probably what led led me to inspiring accountability and that concept so i guess i'll filter it through there uh Mm -hmm. but yeah born and raised in the bay area so been here for most of my life especially um a lot of my life in Sonoma County, now mm-hmm. in San Francisco. So just exciting to be back here in Sonoma County. But <laughs> does it feel like home? Uh, yeah, it definitely does. Yeah, it see, definitely does. Because the first thing you did when you came to the ranch, you're like, where's the goats? Oh, the goats are over there. <laughs> yeah, Where's definitely. the horses? I've been watching Yellowstone. Uh, I, yeah, I really have, though. I'm just like, get me on the ranch. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, I just I studied marketing and uh, just was used to be very clear and controlled about my path. This is what I'm going to do. How can I achieve it as quickly as possible? Um, And uh, so essentially went to school for marketing, um, became a VP of marketing at a local community bank, you know, back in the day, probably wasn't mm-hmm. that long. You know, it well, feels like a long time ago, yeah. you know, it's like my late But did 20s. you start in marketing at that bank? Yes. Yes, okay. I did. Yep. And, um, and so in that way, I really invested in Sonoma County and the nonprofit community and the community, business mm-hmm. community at large. So I uh, really enjoyed that. And then I, um, I, there's just so many different parts of this. What shall I share? <laughs> uh, essentially took a break from that and went backpacking through South America for three months. How long were you in marketing? Uh, for the, the VP of marketing there. Uh, let's see. I'm so bad with timelines. Love this. I'll just five years, six years, ten. No, oh, I was definitely there for about seven years. Okay. Um, and you know, I did was it a big bank? Before. Was it one bank or multiple banks? No, just uh, Sonoma County local S- bank. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so at that time. I was working on an app. I mean, if I could just give one lesson, if anyone out there wants to start an app, I can tell you exactly what not to do. Uh, I did the opposite. I mean, this was a while ago, too. This is like, you know, yes, apps were Uh, big, but the world has changed dramatically. This was like, you know, 2012, okay, like 10 years ago. (laughs) Um, 
So anyway, I started this app or attempted to uh, called You Be Inspired and did a bunch of stuff around that. And uh, it was just all about connecting people through their shared interests. And it really got me focused on this concept of inspiration. And so the, well, what, what, let me go back. Yeah. What, what made you want to start this app? Uh, I don't know. And, and, I don't and where'd know. you even begin to start it? It's such a valid question. I, to be honest, I think in, in, in the core of me, I'm, I love creating. Mm-hmm. I have too many ideas. Um, and, uh, you know, I think any of those personality tests, like I love starting things. I don't love finishing them. <laughs> That's most um, Yeah. So I, you know, I don't, I don't even know. It just, it was just something that came But what to inspired be. you? I mean, what was the inspiration to go, I'm going to start an app about you be inspired of talking about what is life, uh, like um, experiences people had in life? Yeah. You know, it's, they were sharing. I don't know how to say it. Like, I think it's uh it's just something that comes and then like ideas form. So like my, my first book, which I think I almost made you swear in blood not to talk about, but <laughs> it's like, if you want to know the it. story, you got to know, just, uh-huh. uh, but the concepts around inspiration, like I don't remember what happened first. Um, I may have actually written that book first. And the book is uh, Happiness is Overrated, Live the Inspired Life Instead. And it's. You can uh, get it on Amazon. <laughs> but if may- wants but to maybe buy it. we'll get back to that. Uh, that was like a hobby book. It just kind of wrote itself. But uh, this, but the, the thing about this book, mm-hmm. if you didn't write this book, you may have not wrote this Absolutely. book. Absolutely. This was definitely a key component to, to get yes. you to where you are. It so, did. It changed so my how life. Many, how yes. many things in our life that we've done and just started and look back and go, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed of that. But that experience took us to the next level. It helped us. We learned from that. So this book is probably the most valuable thing that you have right here. So you should be super proud of that because it got you to your next book. It's, you know, Phil, I count on you for these perspectives. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know we all do. And I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I love that perspective. I still stand by the content and the core, the core content there, which really is about if we're focusing on the things that make us happy, we're not going to be happy. But if we try to capture the moments and bring a lot of intention to the things that inspire us or bring us energy, then we can collect those moments. And actually, that's how we experience greater happiness. Um, and I think what's so interesting as I reflect on it is, you know, that was pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I think some of my <laughs> feelings around it are just being sensitive to the fact that I have not rewritten it since the pandemic, where a lot of people's ability to go mm-hmm. do those things that inspire them, whether that's connecting with nature, other people, activities, that was so limited. Mm-hmm. So I just feel a responsibility to come back to it and, you know, modernize it for like, okay, but now in this place where we are collectively like how do we really be happier and more inspired like it's been a tough road right yeah yeah so i just have that mindfulness but i still stand by the fact that um yeah the concept when we think about what makes us happy uh that's usually harder to achieve than what's something that can bring me energy right now or inspire me right now let me go do that you know five minutes even you you collect enough of that and you'll have a better life but that's made it really hard i think that's partially why it was you know this pandemic was Mm -hmm. A little bit rough on a lot of there still was. coming out of it, I think. I, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like some people want to bring us back to it, but yeah. I, I definitely don't want to go back no, to that. No, no, thank you. Absolutely it was not, not good for the world. No. So, yes, I think you're right in terms of where this, the, that book took me, was that focus on inspiration, the app. 
Uh, and then, yeah, you're right. I mean, it was the first book. I have a dear friend and mentor who's like, well, why, you know, what are you going to do with this? And I'm like, what do you mean? I already did it. I wrote a book. What do you mean? I'm going back to marketing. What, el- what else is there? Okay, so that was the plan. So mm-hmm. you, you got a little inspired by your app, or though this book came first. I think to them. So. Okay. So the book app, same time, yeah, overlapped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you wrote this book and you thought, I wrote a book. Check, done. done. I I can yeah. say I'm an author. I've done it. Let's I go back to I didn't even care about it. that. I just did it because the content was there. And, you know, one person literally told me it changed their life. So that's why I've left it up. I'm like, hey, really? one person said that. Wow. Now, to me, I've done so much since that book. I've just done, you know, tons of personal development. I've done neurolinguistic programming yeah. coursework for three years. So I just know that for me to come back to that, it's like I'm such a different person. The book will be different. The world is different. So, mm-hmm. um but yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I started speaking and doing, you know, the Rotary clubs and finding ways to share the content. So I still love the content. Don't get me wrong. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but what inspired that person when they read it? I don't know. You know, I mean, it was I mean, like, not inspired them, but what, what changed their life? I'm sorry. What? I think it was just the perspective. You know, I think just like with, you know, your podcast, what you do, you hope that there's, you know, one thing, one person hits one person the right way. Like yeah. it's, you know, there's so much duplicate content out there and it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, I guess a little PSA to the world, right? Like yeah. if you have ideas, um, it doesn't matter if, if there's already, you know, 40 other podcasts about there. Someone so wants it from you. Someone's going to resonate from you. Someone else would read that book and be like, well, this is kind of basic. Someone else would be like, yeah, okay, I get it. But someone else is like, oh, it changed my life. So I think that it is a good lesson. Thanks for drawing no, that out. That, like, what you just said there, let me let me, let me me add on to that and, and to the, the people, the millions around the world listening to this right now. Collectively, um, it will We just talked about this in, in, in the course. We just had a three-day boot camp and we had individuals coming in uh, this was the JATC and the junior, uh, I mean, not the junior, the, the joint apprenticeship training uh, community. And they oversee California and Nevada. And these individuals that came in, they were hand selected by a gentleman uh, that's been in the industry for a long time, very well known. Uh, he picked each individual person based on their skills or talents, how long they've been in the industry. And these guys are out in the field training three to 9,000 people in the union. And they came in the course. And these guys are, you know, these are the ones that are out there teaching. But now, because they're the teacher, they're coming in to be the student. And it was really cool to hear these guys in there talk about, and girls, sorry, uh, talk about, man, I've heard this a thousand times. But the way you presented it, it changed my whole perspective. Uh, or they were saying, you know, I, I never even knew that existed and, and, and this is going to help me out. And then to watch them be able to teach some of the teachers, it was really neat to be like going back to what you said, the different perspective, the different way you present it, how you present it. You might have a few little tweaks or you can learn, you can have 50 different ways to learn the same thing almost. And it's, some people are resonating with that. So I a hundred percent agree with you. And that goes to everybody listening. <clears throat> you, you don't know it all, you know? Um, um, and you're going to keep learning from other individuals out there. And even if you think something you're teaching is basic, somebody else may not know it. They might gather catch on to it because the way you presented it to them. So just put it out there 
and let the world take it as is and, and, and utilize it uh, for themselves. So I agree with you on that. Sorry, I went on a little tangent, but yes, you, it's exactly what we just talked about. Yeah, I was listening to, um, I was trying to get into this podcast thing. I think we talked about where I'm like, oh, and people just talk like they know everything. It drives me crazy. So I'm yeah. like, how do I find a pod? You know, anyway, here we are. <laughs> well done. Um, but I was listening to like a very famous person who's, well, I'll just say Brene Brown. She's done a ton of work with vulnerability. And uh, I was listening to someone and she had someone who has kind of their own take, I'd say, on accountability, although they don't call it accountability. And Brene's mind was being blown by like concepts and I was like wait you don't know that like in my head I'm just like she knows everything I mean she has it all all Mm -hmm. the TED talks all the books I mean she's like the ultimate for someone like me as a a role model and she's really authentic too I love that but when uh, I hear the things that are like I've never thought about that. I'm like, wait, you haven't? I'm like, okay, but, I need to build myself up more. Like, who knows the difference I can make? But I'm so used to myself. I'm like, everyone knows this. You're like, yeah. So anyway, I'm just doubling down on. You ne- you never you stop learning. Ju- yeah, you but you can never. still share, right? Like, we have to keep sharing what we know in a way that's not obnoxious, knock on precious wood. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you're, when you're listening to this, like, just use this as, a, you know, you don't know. Like, people, we got to learn from each other, you don't, too. You so. don't. And, and and these kind of podcasts and what you say, this lives forever. Ever. You know, it you it, it's everywhere. It goes everywhere. Uh, it will thirty years from now, somebody will pick it up and listen to it, and it'll inspire them to do something like that. So you don't ever know where where it's going to go. Just put it out there. Yeah. You know. So yeah. okay, app book app book and then so i start you know kind of speaking on the book i think that's when i start doing some uh, nlp neurolinguistic programming training just a quick little what the heck is that that's um there's a lot of different training centers and if you google it you're gonna be like what ask this for Uh sure but uh i studied at nlp marin have high respect for how much they honor what's human and the integrity that they bring to the approach uh but essentially i i think of it as a way to work with a client's subconscious mind to find the moment that they made the belief that's in their way of getting what they want now. So uh, it's just a it's a wonderful, I don't know, you could call it a, I don't think they call it a therapeutic modality. I could call it a healing modality. I could call it a change modality. Um, but it's greatly informed what I do with inspiring accountability because I just deeply believe that we have to work with what makes us human. And I think so much in the workplace, we bring unrealistic ideals. I mean, big time, like the amount of Mm -hmm. times I hear, well, they should know they're adults or like they should be able to work it out. They're adults. I'm like, that has no relevance on one's ability to communicate, problem solve, et cetera. Uh (laughs) As you're saying that, I'm like, oh, shit, I've said that many times. Oh, yeah. Like they should know they'll work this shit out. You know, they They should be able to. This common sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I really appreciate the element of if you want to know, you know, I think potential is important, of course, but if you want to know what someone is capable of, you already know by what they did. That's Mm -hmm. different than their potential, but their capability, you already know what that is. In that exact context, let's say the decision someone makes in that exact context, if you want to know what they're likely to do again, it's that. Mm -hmm. Because they've already done it before. Because it's programmed. Is the creatures of habit. It's literally our brains are like a computer system. You can think of it as like a program or an equation, right? Especially under stress, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners, right? You're yeah. 
you know, potentially under high stress or at minimum high risk situations. And so, you know, we can sit and plan for everything. I mean, that's what I love seeing about your training center here is like you're trying to give them the most realistic experience uh, where they can kind of graduate in the stress, right? Because if you learn high under stress, you're actually not as resourceful. You can't take it in. So mm-hmm. I just think that, uh, you know, you want the most, ex- you know, the best learning is experiential for sure. You know that. That's why you built it. Um, <laughs> it, it. It does help because when you're out there in the field, normally that's where you have to learn. First time getting in the industry, first time doing that crane removal, you're up there in a very stressful uh, high stress uh, situation that you could die. Yeah. You know, but that's where you usually got to learn. But, you know, coming here, it gives them a chance to go through the motions, practice, practice, practice with the coach right there where they feel a little bit more in control when they get out there in the field. They're like, okay, I've done this 60 times, you know, two weeks ago. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. And and so, if, yeah, exactly. If you think of how our brains work, how the choices and actions that we take are all essentially from an equation. When I'm faced with this in this context, this is the decision I make. And so a lot of times with accountability, I'll hear leaders say, well, I told them to do this differently. I told them not to do that. And I said, well, they didn't learn that. It didn't go in the brain. It's something they heard. But like learning does not happen from listening. Mm-hmm. It happens from that process of applying it. it, it so if, if you are working with someone and you're like, I have told them this many times and they're still doing it, I would say then you're going to need to facilitate learning. The learning hasn't happened. That, that you haven't updated or interrupted that pattern because, I mean, we all know that, right? We we go somewhere, we hear something, and if we're not really actively engaged, yeah, we keep going on with our lives. Our brain doesn't even realize, like, this is a different thing where I was supposed to do that. And that's why it goes in one ear out the other? Exactly, because there's no learning. If it's not going in the brain to change that equation... So what is, right on past. what is the definition of learning? So the definition that I would use of learning, and again, this is uh, kind of my key inspiring accountability content, is really a model, the clear results model, that is about facilitating learning. Because the only way when we think of, I'm going to interrupt and then no, get back yeah. to it. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> uh, really, to me, accountability comes in when there's a problem, after a result has not been missed, after a mistake has been made. Now accountability comes in. Which, you know, that's why accountability gets a bad rap because it's it's always associated with problems. And and after it's too late for someone to have done it differently before. So I'm a big fan. If you want someone to do something differently, they need to know what to do different before the moment they need to do it. Okay. So that means if you are not with that person, you want a different result from. Helping them strategize through, okay, well, when this happens again, what are you going to do differently? If, if they haven't thought that way, then they probably won't do it differently. Because that it's like almost like it's not on the menu yet. You got to help them be like, oh, I could do this instead. Now it's floating around in the brain. Could be an option. So, so in sense, let me let me let me uh, um, put this in a scenario. Um, gentleman's out there climbing, rigs the wrong, not the rigs the wrong branch, but uh, you know, uh, you know, is pruning the tree, felling the tree, whatever, hits a fence. Oh shit! I messed up. I just damaged this fence the leader or the foreman or manager at that time brings them back in. And then the conversation that happens with them, uh, with the climber who dropped the limb on the fence and the manager, what kind of conversation do they have or coaching on that part? Yeah. Great prompt. So let's look at the two main ways I see this go. Okay. One is, um, and you know, this is also like I have clients, um, 
in the underground space, so they deal a lot with safety, right? And they've mm-hmm. recently shifted uh, from these two examples. So perfect, perfect example here. So one is, hey, why did this happen? Why did you do that? You know, and you're documenting all this. So I love the quote by Chris Voss, why is an accusation in any language? Mm-hmm. So if you can do one thing, it's when you are investigating because you want a different result, drop the why. It just triggers the defensiveness. And I think that's a great thing we can come back drop to. Drop, okay. Drop I'll- the why. I mean, yes, like, you know, the why is important in, when it comes to purpose. The why is destructive when it comes to accountability. Because it makes someone defensive, it turns off their ability to learn. And I'm happy to talk a little bit about that Mm because it's interesting. So when you're coming in, you have these two scenarios. Hey, this mistake happened. Their one way is, why did this happen? Why did you do that? And then, okay, don't do it again. If you do it again, X and Y will be your consequence. Okay. 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 So if you imagine what being on the other end of that, which we probably all have in one way or another, it turns Mm. out we're humans. We make mistakes. Uh, If you're on the other end of that, what happens? You get questioned why. Part of the original uh, like definition of accountability, like if you Google accountability, it says it's something that makes you justify your decisions. Anytime you justify something, what what kind of position are you in? You're defensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So accountability in its traditional form is all about being defensive. So if you're on the other end of the scenario one, you're not only defensive, but then you get told, hey, if this happens again, okay, you leave that. You're feeling not so good and no learning has happened. Okay. You I'm, I'm putting I'm putting myself in that situation, and I, I do. I feel it. I feel that shit. I'm 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 mad at myself. The situation, crap. What happened? I don't even know. I'm trying to go through everything. I'm trying to justify myself because I'm put on the spot there. Yeah. Uh, and the situation leaves, and it bothers me for the next day. And then my head isn't right going back up the tree, or finishing uh, the work for the day. Absolutely. Yeah. If you think about where you're, if you're the person in that scenario, where your focus is, it's on feeling bad. It's on defending yourself. You know what it's not on? What is a practical thing I could have done differently? What do I need to do to be able to do that next mm-hmm. time? So it's it just, so let's, so that's scenario one. We, we see really no learning there, right? Cause you go and you feel bad, but you haven't actually thought about what will I do differently again? And like you said, they're less, you're less resourceful when you're in that position. So mm-hmm. right on that's scenario one. Okay. We don't like scenario one very much, right? It's not no. very helpful. It doesn't get us the outcome we want. Scenario two, the other direction we can go, is all about facilitating learning. What what did we learn? So instead of why did you do this? Because to be honest, we rarely know why we do. Mm-hmm. It's so deep inside our subconscious. Are you kidding me? Like yeah. no one knows. Like sure, we can make something up, yeah. but it doesn't. That has nothing to do with what we need to do to change it. So instead of skipping that. Uh, And part of my model is about like understanding the clear expectation. So, okay, hey, you know, the expectation or the policy or whatever it is, the best practice is to handle it like this. It looks like you did this. So what got in the way? What led to that? So even just that question, it's a similar way to look into what happened, but it doesn't trigger the same defensiveness. It's not personal. So what led to that? I mean, what what, what would be like... Kind of just a, a general question. Would that be the general question to ask all the time when an accident happens or an injury or a damage to property? Like, uh, 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 what different questions could they ask or different forms? Yeah, and everyone's going to do it differently. The question in my model is what got in the way? What got or, in the way? Or if you do it proactively, what could get in the way? But in this case, what got in the way? 
Um, but there's so many versions, like you're saying, you know, what led to that? Um, you know, uh, yeah, it's hard, I guess, without more specific examples. But if, if you're talking about some kind of property damage, it could be like, okay, so, you know, what happened? I mean, yeah, I guess I, I'm pretty stuck on what, you know, what led to that. Yeah. Uh, because the truth is also, I mean, we all know that when things like that happen, there's so many different circumstances. And I personally feel like there's nothing worse than being held accountable for something that you really didn't feel you could have control over. I will get so indignant and I'll keep it all in my head and I will look at you and I'll appease you. But inside, I'm like, you don't even understand. So we got to work with those realistic challenges. Um, And so this is kind of my favorite part, right? So like what got in the way? What, you know, what led to that? You know what you're going to hear now? It's my favorite part. Excuses. Do you know how much leaders hate hearing excuses? Hate it. Hate it. It's like, no excuses. Like, okay, but so my, you know, my approach on accountability, maybe that works for some, but my approach is I want to know the excuses because to me they're valid reasons. Okay. Okay. They are valid reasons why that happened, why the outcome, the desired outcome. Are they still justifying why it happened with your first scenario of asking why, and you get a lot of justification? I mean, they're still justifying it with the way you you just asked it. They are, but my hope would be that it's actually in service and with kind of a focus on how we can do it differently. So a different, a different kind of spirit of way they're yes. delivering their justification or excuses on that stuff. Yeah. You know, rather than a more defensive, uh, this is more of like, well, I guess we're, we're, we're shoulder to shoulder talking about it rather than face to face or you versus me kind of attitude. Uh, and they get to have a different kind of, you might get a different answer. Yeah, or a different different way they're presenting it to you. In fact, I think I, I think it's speaking to a different part of the brain, a more resourceful part of the brain. If I ask you why did you do that, your focus is on why did I do that, and then the defensiveness comes. If I say well, what led to that, what was going on, your brain is actually scanning for the whole picture. Mm-hmm. You get to, it just is you know the questions you ask determine what kind of answers you get, where your attention is. It expands that attention so that someone can more safely explore what led to that. My answer might be the same. My answer might still be like, oh, it slipped from my hands. But I'm I'm scanning in a way that's not about what did I do wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm scanning in a much more just safer, I say safer meaning for the brain. Uh, I can get a little more into that. But like what safer the brain means, our creature brain doesn't get activated. So we stay, as I would say, resourceful. And if we want someone to truly problem solve for what they can do differently, we want them, we want their thinking brain, their front brain, the resourceful part, to be online. So let's pause because I love this example uh, about how this brain works as we're in between these two questions here. So there's really, I like to think of it like there's the front brain and the back brain. There's the front brain where we do all the rational thinking. And then there's the back brain, the creature brain, the fight, flight, flee we often hear about. But here's what's so interesting about it is when we get triggered into defensiveness or whatever, I use that word pretty generally, when we get triggered what really happens is if you look at a brain scan, mm-hmm. like let's say you and I, uh, you know, we're working together. Oh, the energy is good, brainstorming ideas. And then all of a sudden you're like, what did you just say? That was so stupid. Like, I don't even think we can do this anymore. Like, what are you thinking? Okay, you would never do that. <laughs> so if you were looking at a brain scan before when we were in a good place, you'd see all this activity lit up, like, you know, like San Francisco lit up at night, all in the front brain, right? The second I get triggered, you know what happens? It goes dark. And you see the activity now in the creature brain. So we are not kidding when we're like 
it's there's a reason why when we're defensive, we're not focused on solutions and we really can't think very clearly. It's just like a light switch. It, ju- it just shuts off the lights. It just shuts it off. We're, now, what, what kind of studies are out there like that that we could look at or any references for that to actually be able to see that? That'd be cool. Yeah, I don't know if you can literally see, um, like I don't have the study for the brain activity, but you can certainly research. I mean, I don't have like the article or whatnot, yeah, yeah. but you can certainly just research like the, yeah, I guess the brain activity in terms of, it's really the creature brain. I, I use that um, affectionately. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the amig- the amygdala, essentially the kind of in the cortical, you know, the corta, mm-hmm. uh-huh. I don't remember that. <laughs> so I call it the creature brain. I'm not trying to be a scientist. Um, but yeah, you can, it's definitely out there, but yeah, yeah. I can't point you in a specific direction. Yeah. But when you think about it, I mean, we've all probably been or you in, stop listening. You just you do yes. you do you shut off. I mean, some of these saying going one ear out the other. You stop listening. You're focusing on one thing. I can't I can't absorb anything at this time. Listen, I need to go take a breath. I need to walk away. I need to refocus so I can come back and and get what I need to get from you because I ain't listening to you right now. And that's exactly what you're saying. Come back. So really what you say come back, you mean I need to let the creature brain calm down and I need to let my thinking brain come back online. And we've all been in some, you know, fight where we say things we don't mean. And then the next day we're like, man, what? What? Now I'm going to go apologize. What that means is in the moment you were hijacked by that creature brain, thinking brain was offline. And then later, once that's shifted, now you're like, wow, that's not what I meant. So, you know, we can all probably maybe, you know, you can Google the studies, but we can all experience what that's like to be hijacked. And so it just doubles down on the importance of when you have an accountability or feedback conversation with someone, the number one thing that you can do to get the result you want is to prevent them from getting triggered. It's to keep them receptive in your language and in how you approach it. Because if you trigger them, you've lost them. You cannot be solution focused once you've lost them. Hmm. And that's why words matter so much. That's why the difference between why did you do that and oh, what led to that? Yeah, changes the whole trajectory of that conversation and the results you can get. Hmm. And where does learning happen in the front brain? That creature thing hasn't learned. The San Francisco light brain. Yeah, that creature hasn't learned a dang thing (laughs) in like millions of years. Yeah, it doesn't learn, man. Does the creature have a name? Um, I'm sure mine does. That's funny. I should nickname. her but uh no i just call it the creature brain but i like that i think everyone should name their creature so what what are some things in in coaching that you have that you you teach on those words and what to say and when to say it and how to say it and how to approach it you know in that situation going back to the situation of someone you know dropping a limb on a fence it came and usually when a situation like this happened or damage or a near miss we will stop production Mm -hmm. we'll bring everybody back in uh, we'll go back to our job safety analysis. We'll look, hey, this ac- this happened today. This was a near miss. You know, the five why, uh, whys, where, what, why, how. Yeah, I mean, where, what, why. Uh, I forgot the other rest. So you, you guys know. Uh, you know, Google it. <laughs> yeah, Google it. Uh, you know, going back to that to understand what happened. How do we mitigate this for the future? We'll write a report and then we'll put it out to the rest of the team says, hey, this happened. This is how to prevent it in the future because it's a learning lesson from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so when that situation happens, what are what are some of the words to be able to use to 
the person that to did navigate that. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a perfect opportunity for us to kind of jump back into that scenario, right? So mm-hmm. we've set them up. Hey, you know, here here was what, you know, here's what's the expectation in this case. Hey, here here's what should have happened. Here's what we noticed happened. You know, what got in the way or, you know, what happened, what led to that. You hear all their reasons. Mm-hmm. And here's where I think a lot of leaders get stuck is they're afraid that they're going to hear reasons that they don't know what to do with them. Like, um, I forgot or something really valid, like, well, this came off of here. And so then I couldn't do this. And, you know, it was a genuine accident or, you know, whatnot. Yeah. Right. So so the question that I use that empowers leaders to be comfortable, if not welcome, the excuses or reasons is given that reason or given what happened, what can you do to ensure that next time that doesn't happen? Or to, you know, what really the question in the book, the simplest question is, given that excuse or reason, what's possible? That might be a little What's possible? No, I love that. What's possible? Could be. So, you know, if that feels, if that bounces right off you and you're like, oh, man, Uh, no problem. You can just say, given that, what can you do next time to ensure that that you make a different choice next time? Or, you know, really, that's what it's about Mm -hmm. is is helping them think through realistically what to do next time before they have to make that new choice again you got to add it to their menu before you expect them to choose it in the moment Uh, because in the moments when we're most patterned right we're going to what we know so so how do you ensure it when you give somebody that information we walk through it you walk through it with me hey what 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 could we have done and i go well we could have done this this and this and you go Okay, well, what about doing this, this, and this? I mean, I love your idea, but what if we added this to it, you know, kind of thing? You're like, oh, that works. Now, now we agree on something. We understand. I've learned. You're, you're learning from me and, and how I'm working and how my brain's working that we come to an agreement. After that agreement's kind of reached and we understand what we're going to do in the future, how do you record that and make sure that that individual did learn that and they don't make that mistake again? Yeah, I mean, the best evidence of learning, of course, is what happens. Uh, so <laughs> I, I complete that uh, the cycle again in this clear results model after you've said, you know, what's in the way you've explored that uh, and then you've explored what's possible. Then I, I complete that with, OK, so what's your next action step? Um, so I think in that there's a little bit of that commitment, a little bit of that agreement, and it, it solidifies that at least the, the, the learning has been primed. It has, we are the closest we could possibly be to that that person has a good strategic and realistic plan. I would say when you're talking about kind of, you know, inserting your your thoughts and collaborating on the solution, I would say just being mindful to not take the bait of compliance. Because I imagine in your industry, there's really good best practices that yes. are probably not that negotiable. Mm-hmm. So I think that that could be very genuine, right? If someone gives you some ideas on what they're going to do and you're like, that's totally not it. You know, like, of course, you need to be a voice in there and help the learning. But um, but just watch that and make sure that they're not just agreeing with you. Because, again, if they're into a kind of compliance, uh, now they're listening. The listening, again, is not the learning. So if you give them ideas and they kind of jump on, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, got it. If their response is super quick and you don't see them using their brain to think about, like, oh, you're right, I could do that. I see how I could do that. Make sure you're getting that learning in there. Um, otherwise it's not going to stick. So then you can say, okay. So what do you do when you hear that? When they, hey, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I'll tell you, it just happened to me today. I'm like, Hey, I need you to do this. Uh, and then after you're done, can you do this? Yeah. Yeah. And then they went on to another subject. Okay. I got it. Got it. Yeah. And then I'm like, Hey, were you able to do that? Oh, I haven't done that yet. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Right. 
Right. Exactly. So, I mean, to be fair, I think that all of, you know, and all of my accountability content is about when you're not getting the result you want, right? Otherwise, it can be overkill. You don't need to do this every time with everyone. It's just when you're not, you know, you've said it one time, they didn't get it. That's when you can enter into this. So in this case, yeah. you have someone who, you know, you might want to give the benefit of, of the doubt to, but I love your example. It's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you knew. I, you're I, like, I'm like... Because I, I struggle with this. <laughs> yeah. I really do. Like personally, this was one thing I got out of your book when I was reading this going, man, how do I break through that barrier to where they, what I'm thinking and the result I want, that they understand it, they get it without me talking to them like a child or slowing down. Yes. Like, do you understand me? Like, and I don't want to be that person. So I'm like, man, maybe it's a, maybe it's the way I'm saying it. Maybe it's my approach. Maybe it's my demeanor. How are they not connecting with me on that to know Phil asked this to be done and I'm going to do it exactly how he asked to be done rather than me always feeling like I have to follow up with them. And I'm like, maybe it's me. Maybe maybe they just didn't get it. So I, this is true. Like I have a struggle with that. So So walk me through that. Yeah. I mean, obviously we have to applaud as a leader, your reflection, your willingness to look at yourself. This is good. We uh -huh. love this. This is great. <laughs> this is a best practice. Okay. Very good. I'm like, um, Thank you, Dr. Noel. <laughs> no doctor yet, but that's kind. Um, but so I love that you have this literal example of what we're talking about. So in that case, and, and you're so right to be mindful to not be condescending. Um, cause like, I mean, that's, that's not good for the relationship. We all know what it's like to be on, yeah. on the other side of that and what that inner dialogue is like. Um, so my thought is when people are in the, yeah, yeah, you know, like, I mean, any of us got it, be got there. it. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. I think the intention is there, but the learning isn't happening. So the intention is, oh yeah, I'll do that. They're not lying to you necessarily. They're not trying to, I mean, cause they know you're going to come back. So I think that it's, it's not, you know, that's the trick, right? Is I think the intention's there, but you're, you're noticing, wow, that uh, learning's not happening. So what I would recommend in that case. And I start losing trust. Absolutely. I'm like, shit, I don't trust mm -hmm. this person as then much you're anymore. you're going to become a micromanager. And I don't, I hate that with yeah. a passion. <laughs> so here's what I would recommend. Okay. You're in this moment. You okay. just ask someone to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm not trusting that or I'm not seeing it hit the learning, right? Um, feels like they're just brushing me off with compliance. So what I would do is I'd ask some type of question that requires them to use the thinking brain. So an open-ended question, kind of a what or how or by when. So I think in this case, I would say, um, okay, great. Uh, when do you think you'll have that done by? Mm -hmm. Now I can't just say, Oh yeah, 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 today I'll probably have to think about it. It will go into the brain a little bit more because they start. I, I mean, just asking me that question, I start going based on what it could be. I'm going, well, shit. Well, how long does it take me? And I start asking questions to myself. Well, how long does it take me? What do I need to get? Do I need help with that? Is there is do I have to go pick up something? Do I have to deliver something? Is that email? You know, and it starts going through, and I start kind of calculating the time to give to you. Yep. Hmm. And you got to prompt that learning. Or else, I mean, because look at all the great questions you just had. They haven't thought of those. So how are they set up to do it? Yeah. How can how can they agree to something when they don't even know those questions or what it takes to get there? Yeah. And what I appreciate is instead of, again, this kind of ideal of like, well, they should just do it. You know, if they're going to say yes, they should just do it. You know what? That's true. But that's not going to get you the result you want. Yeah. So you may as well 
you yourself be a little more resourceful when you're noticing, hey, you're not sure. And, you know, I think trust that part, right? Like a a lot of what I do is working with leaders who tend to micromanage because they don't trust their people. And I think in the end, that's because they're not facilitating the learning. They're taking the bait and then the employee's getting frustrated. And so what happens is when the employee is irritated with the leader, they're giving them shorter and shorter responses. They're blowing them off in their head more and more. Now you're just solidifying the system. So I just The next thing you think is this person's not the right fit for my company when they are the right fit. Yeah. Uh, And I've seen this happen with different leaders within the company was, you know, uh, this one person's like, hey, this person's not working. We're going to have to get rid of them, blah, 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 blah. But then they go on this team and they're that leader is able to connect with that person. Now they're a rock star and they're getting promotions. Yep. And I really think it comes down to, um, yeah, the questions that you're asking. So, you know, I have these accountability styles that I've developed. I'm honestly very excited about it. It's about to be in the next book. Okay. Um, but the kind of the outer styles are assume, avoid, hint, and tell or yell. So if we look at how... Say that one more time. Assume, avoid... Hint or tell, tell or yell. So it's it's a it's a square. It's a graph. I mean, it's a whole thing. But but if we look at the simplest forms, those are all really passive ways of leading, and they're fine if you're getting the results. But if you're not, this would be like one of the offshoots of hint is confirm, right? So I think confirm is a really popular thing, probably especially in an industry like this, right? Like fast moving. You don't mm-hmm. want to be micromanaging. People got stuff to do, right? Hey, you're going to get that done? Yep. Hey, uh, you got that, you know, died, right? Yep. So that works in some cases, but it doesn't work when you're not getting the results. So that's the perfect example of how much learning happens when I say, hey, you know, we're we're good to go for tomorrow. Yep. Well, what does that mean? So it's just- Are we good to go for 9 a.m.? Are we good at 10 a.m.? And this go back to your time. Like when 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 are we good to go? Yeah. So, So that's just the challenge is, all of all the styles are useful in some context. When it matters, when you need to double down on facilitating more learning, is that more clarity or is that better questions to make sure that they've thought through what they need to do differently before they need to do it differently? When you're not getting the result, that's the time to lean into like, wait, how can I better facilitate this learning? It's the only distance. The distance between the behavior an employee is having now and the behavior you want them to have, the distance between there is learning. That's it. Sometimes it happens quickly. Sometimes it happens slowly. But it's a change in the brain, it's a change in that equation, and it's learning. So you can either do it initially or not. And let's talk about, you don't wanna be obnoxious either, right? Asking them a million yeah. questions. But that's where kind of asking the right question, just to see, hey, are they thinking about the things they're gonna to have to think about before the moment they have to do something differently? I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing. Hmm. You got my mind thinking on some of this stuff because it is, you know, like going back to, uh, some of the struggles that I have on there is, um, you got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and knowing those trigger words when they say that or, or for myself going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, Oh, there it is. Okay. This is where I got to kick in this question. I gotta, they're not paying attention. Their brain's not working on this part. Uh, let me stop. Let me slow down. Let me ask the right questions to kind of have them start thinking and collaborating with me on, you know, when it's going to be done, how is it going to be done without, being that micromanager and annoying person, yeah, you know, on that. Well, and I would say too, I feel like what you're highlighting is the fact that if we're going to be expected to do something differently than we've been doing, then we do have to think about what that is. And we're either going to do it 
in the conversation with you or on our own time. And I think in today's world, how much in our own time, once we're freed up from the conversation, yeah, 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 get me on the road, I am on to the next. If I have not thought about it, it's probably not going to change. So we all need that time to think about, strategize, what are we doing differently? We may as well do it with the leader that we want to meet their expectation. Um, So I think that, again, we can have this attitude like, well, they should do it. They should figure it out. It's like, okay, they should. But if they don't, who's not like... You're still not getting what you need. Yeah. And they're set up to fail. So They're mad. You're mad. Eventually, <laughs> you know, you part ways with them. Um, and that's not good when they could be a, a really good asset for the team, maybe under a different leader, or maybe I have to approach different. Now, let me ask you on this is uh, this individual that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Say, for instance, there's two scenarios I want to talk about. Scenario one is yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They don't do it. They don't do it. I try different ways. They start communicating with me. We're breaking down how they're going to do it. Question one is how long do I give somebody, you know, uh, to finally get it and start learning on yeah. there before I go, they're just, they're just not getting it. And I'm trying all my approaches. So that's question mm-hmm. one. And then question two is after, you know, they've been the yeah, yeah person, you're following the techniques, you're asking the right questions. And they do it mm-hmm. and they did it like you asked. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you reward, talk about, break that down to where they feel good and they want to do it again because they, they did it. So Amazing. question one, they, you ask, you yeah, 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 yeah. They don't do it. They don't. Yeah. Yep. And then question two is when they know, do it, when they do, do it, celebrate. how do you, yeah. Amazing. I wrote them down so I won't forget. Okay, let me tell you, there's no way this brain can track all that by the time I start talking. <laughs> um, okay, so great question because yeah. one of the other main things I hear leaders say is like, I don't want to babysit them. I shouldn't have to babysit them. And I'm like, yes. And luckily, there's a difference between babysitting and leadership. So if you're effectively facilitating learning, you're not babysitting. Babysitting is passive. It's like, are you doing it? Right? So, So how long do you wait? So what I would say is, Let's come to kind of the last part of the model, which is they they have they decide on an action step, they confirm their action step, and then the next part is revisiting. So especially on something that you know maybe they've missed it a couple times, accountability requires revisiting. And what that means is, let's say you've you've worked with this person, this is the second time they did it, they kind of messed it, they didn't they didn't get the expectation, whatever. That's where you say, okay, let's look at how we're doing, and you're going to really cycle through this. So. With revisiting, what you do is this is where you you look at, here's the result we're getting, here's the result we asked for, and what's the difference, right? Hey, so, you know, we've talked a couple times about this. Um, We're still kind of here, so uh, this is where you go into the thing, right? So what's getting in the way? What's making that hard? That's the thing. You just keep cycling through, facilitating that learning, and they're refining what they're saying. So I think that, to me, I really believe... Uh, I'm looking for a better metaphor. If anyone has one, please share it. It's like like smoking smoking out the reasons. Smoking out the reasons. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the more you can yeah. get out there, like excuses that are not said remain barriers. You get them out in the light, like you can start turning them into solutions, right? They, they're, no, they're not. So I want to like, I want someone cycling through, right? So first time, let's say they're like, oh, I forgot. You're like, okay, well, given that you forgot this time, what can you do to ensure you remember next time? Mm-hmm. Okay, they have a new action step. They try it 
they forget again. Oh, so they're no. they're they're throwing at you all these obstacles and you're just overcoming each obstacle. Yes. So you got to get these excuses out. So when excuses are coming, and this is what I, I'm understanding, when they're coming, accept them, embrace them, take them, give them more. They're what other excuses? How? Yes. Well, let's overcome each obstacle you have. They're like, here's a roadblock. And you're like, well, actually, I can do this. We can do that. Okay. And they're probably learning right there based on that because in their mind, that obstacle, there was no way of getting around it. Exactly. But you just showed them a solution. So that they took that little bit of learning. They took that learning. Eventually, they're out of them. Absolutely. Now, what are we going to yeah. do? So part of that learning concept is also for the leader to learn how the employee is thinking. Because really, again, that, that result you want is going to require different thinking from them. So you want to be learning too. Like, oh, wow, that's so interesting that they're, they're that's a hard thing for them. Okay, maybe they need more training there, right? You're listening and learning. What it, what else do they need to be successful? But yeah, I mean, you kind of said it. I think that the reasons are like helpful road signs, you know, like detour ahead. Wouldn't you rather know ahead of time that mm -hmm. there's a detour? Then you can choose, okay, well, given that there's a detour, do we want to, you know, go this way and wait through the traffic signals for twice as long? Or do we want to go left or right or yeah. whatever? You want to think about those things before they happen. So yes, part of it is doing a really good job excavating those reasons what are you learning about them? My hope would be you wouldn't get to, let's say it's been three times. My hope is you would have learned something in there about what's going on. Um, and, you know, if it if it's kind of an attitude thing, then that then that's one thing. But my hope is you're getting is such that in there how to, how to fix that attitude. Well, I mean, I would be using the same strategy. <laughs> but, you know, if someone's not if they're not interested in if they're not interested in learning. Yeah then you need to find the right job for them. That's mm -hmm. it. You know, if someone's not interested in changing, I, I think a lot of, uh, I think we are with the right person. I mean, most of us, I think, you know, someone yeah. who um, wants to invest in us and yeah, it can be hard, but I also think like learning something new and doing a great job and doing something you've never done before, like that's recharging. Um, and we need more recharging stuff in our lives, right? Like, mm -hmm. That's that's important. Okay, am I getting off topic? No, no, getting no. Off topic. No, no. Well, how long do you wait? You, uh, <laughs> I think that that's the judgment. I think when you've done a really good job being effective with accountability, you've given them the opportunities and the support, and there's, you know, I just think you're going to learn something in there in how they're responding to what's going on, what's getting in the way, and then how they're responding to, well, given that, what can you do? So will you learn in the sense of maybe you're just not the right person for them? And then you might have to go, hey, let me find a new position or a new spot with a different leader and give them an opportunity to try to. I mean, I, I think it's um, I think my hope would be that you're having the conversations that are giving you all of the knowledge you need to make a pretty informed decision about that mm -hmm. based on giving them those opportunities. I, I wouldn't give you a flat answer because what if someone is like super valid and they're learning so much and they still haven't hit it? Or I think mm -hmm. that, you know, we all know what. Someone who's kind of toxic or, you know, yeah. to overuse the word or just not interested. I mean, they probably won't do better under someone else. You can yeah. try it. Yeah. Um, so, so I just think kind of going off of your it. gut feeling, too, of knowing like, OK, this is like like you'll just instinctly or uh, uh, you'll just know when, you know what, I don't think this is going to work. You know, yeah. I mean, if part. someone's it's been three times and you've already excavated stuff and and. I just think you're going to, yeah, you want to do almost as much learning about them and that. What are you learning yeah. about how they think? Um, I don't have a better answer than okay. that because I That's think it's, it's unique. Well, let me, let, me, let, me, let me go in then to uh, not the second question, oh, but okay. into adding on to that. 
um, we're talking about the leader and how to approach the individual that's shooting excuses and, you know, and you're overcoming them and figuring it out with them. Um, the employee or teammate, how should they look at it when, when a manager is coming at them and asking these questions, what kind of things going in their mind and what kind of questions do they maybe need to ask back to that leader? So taking the opposite Hmm. side rather than the leader side. If I am an employee and I'm being asked like to think through what's going on. Yeah. You just um, made a mistake. Something just happened. Your manager's coming to you. They're following, you know, the techniques. What happened? What do we talk about? What kind of attitude? What kind of questions do they have to ask back to, to, to work great with the, the leader or the manager at that time? Yeah, interesting, because I haven't thought about that. See, this is the beauty of questions is sometimes when we don't ask, like, hey, well, given that, what can you do? It's like we'll never think about it. And I haven't really thought about this because in my mind, I see that the employee is engaged in in thinking productively about, you know, what can be done. Um, I think questions would come naturally. But I don't expect this to necessarily need to be a very long process. I think that's sometimes a fear leaders might have with the model. It's like, I don't have time for all this. I'm like, this can be a two-minute conversation. Yeah. Uh, or it can be a longer debrief, right? And there's other discussions in there. But I, I almost would route that your inquiry to be, my goal actually is when a leader uses this foundationally, you know, they can shift the questions that work for them, say it the way they want to. When they start to use that consistently, the questions you ask your employees are the questions they learn to ask themselves. And so my hope would be that if you use this foundation, eventually your employees already know what you're going to ask them. So instead they come to you and they already are, are thinking I'm going to share immediately because I know what you're going to ask me. I'm going to share what got in the way. I'm going to share what I'm going to do differently. I've already done it. Because they learned it Yeah. So there's that value in the model and the consistency is it's it's ideally also helping the employee just think that way themselves. So it's it's not essential or as time goes on and they learn this, it's not always the leader or the manager going to that individual. Now it's the employee, you know, uh, coming to them and saying, hey, this happened. Let me break it down for you. Here's what I've thought about. Here's the scenario. Here's what I think we can do better. Do you have any input on that or anything you can add? Or maybe there's a different route. Now they're actually taking kind of that leadership role in owning their mistake that they made rather than the manager coming to them and, you know, talking about that. Yeah. And that's experiential learning, right? Yeah. They learn it by how you've asked them. You haven't said, no, I want you to start thinking this way. Yeah. They just have come to expect. I mean, it reminds me of just like, you know, when you're young and you go to a parent and you're like, well, I know this one's going to respond. I know that one's going to respond. And you think through like, well, I know this person's going to say no immediately. I know this person's going to ask me five questions. And you get prepared for like, okay, here's my approach. You're getting ready for your pitch. Yeah. So like, exactly. So in a more positive way, yeah. you know, we learned like, oh, if I know when this happens, how my leader's going to approach me. We're going to naturally, I mean, why wouldn't we, right? We start to think that way. So um, it is a really nice, I think, effect of that, right? And and how wonderful for us to um, not be so focused and hard on ourselves about what we did wrong and why yeah. we did it. Instead, be able to just move to like, okay, right, that's why that happened um, or that's what led to what happened, I should say, even from that perspective. Um, I know what I'm going to do differently. I'm, I'm ready to try again, you know, like – because we're all going to make mistakes and like the time yeah. we spend being hard on ourselves, um, 
is just wasted. Yeah, I, w- I always say, you know, I'm, I'm okay with mistakes and failures, just as long as they're not the same mistake and failure over and over and over again. We need yeah. to learn about it, learn from it, and, and make those corrections for next time. Absolutely. But if you keep doing it over and over and over again, uh, and it keeps happening. I got to look at myself and go, man, I'm not, I'm not getting through to you. I, not how? The learning. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not connecting. And it drives me crazy. Now, yeah. back to the second question is when I do connect with somebody or a manager or leader connects with somebody, they walk through it. And then the next time this happens or not the next time it happens, they're they're mitigating or they learn from it. I mean, how do we... How do we reward them? How do we be like, great job. Mm. Thank you so much. You did exactly what I asked you to do, or you didn't make that mistake again because of our conversation. Yeah. I mean, I think in this way, um, it's definitely about being genuine. I think if you have brought something to someone in this context, um, you know, there's a little bit of intention with it, right? Like, hey, I'm having this specific type of conversation with you to support you meeting expectations. We all want to feel good and meet expectations. If you've already done that with someone and then they they were successful, or let's say they even just made progress. Um, you know, I'm just a fan of genuinely like, you're like, hey, we talked about this last week. I noticed you just did this. Uh, amazing. That's amazing. Like, good, like a great job. I mean, I just think it's the genuine, it's taking the time. Um, and I think we can all acknowledge like recognition is important, but I want to like really emphasize we have to have the positive neurochemicals, which, you know, I talk about in the book and we can talk about it a little bit here. Mm-hmm. We have to have the wins. We need to feel the wins. I'll put it that way in order to recharge. So to me, I think of there's a lot of us are under a lot of stress. We're still navigating things, um, you know, all kinds of things, right? So the more we're under stress, like sometimes when, this is from the first book, sometimes when we think we need to relax. Uh, see, see, I know it's coming know. back. It's, it's coming exciting. up. There it is, guys. You can get oh it on God. Amazon. It's right here. Uh, live the inspired life instead. Happiness, Happiness is, is overrated. overrated. Right there. You can buy it on Amazon. Okay. Uh, make sure you like it. Five star it. It's Thank there. You. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate that. Okay, so the line is sometimes when we think we need to relax, we actually need to recharge. So I think we're in this kind of culture now, or at least <clears throat> I am, um, you know, the good Netflix binge, you know, mm-hmm. it's it, it. I just want to relax, meaning I just want to kind of escape from the stress. But the bottom line is that's just it's like two different levels. Um, yes, I need to reduce stress, but I also need to recharge with what brings me energy. Um, now, I say energy because I'm a pretty extroverted person. I mm-hmm. like the feeling of having more energy. Some other people might relate to that differently, but what fills you up? Um, you know, maybe you have a different word, recharging, but I would say there's there's just two different factors, right? Is like we have to lower stress. So in the workplace, that might mean we need to be more and more successful. If we're always messing up, we feel bad, high stress. We want to get more wins, but we also need to feel the wins in order for us to build up, like build up, right? Lower stress, build up the good feelings. Mm -hmm. Lower bad feelings, build up the good feelings. Finally got to something that was productive to say on that. So I think that that's really what we need and, and leaders can be, you know, when you're genuine about it is 
make sure that they feel the win and we don't just skate over it. So I don't think you have to do, I mean, you can depending on how big it is, but yeah. um, you know, none of us want to be, what is it, patronized? It's like, oh my gosh, you just did the most amazing <laughs> job. I cannot believe it. You are an absolute <laughs> rock star. Like, <laughs> no. Well, sometimes I like to hear that. Well, so. maybe not in the way I just said it, right? Like, it'd be cool if I'm like, Phil, man, that was so cool. You're a freaking rock star. Uh-huh. Okay, but not, you know, so yeah. I think just being genuine yeah. and helping them really feel the win and like not in a patronizing way, just like, yeah. man, good, that was good that job, was awesome. Man. Great job. That was awesome. I noticed it. Yeah. I seen it. That's what we need. We got it. I mean, we all know it feels good when mm-hmm. we're like, oh, okay, we did it. But it's too easy for us to just move on to the next thing. And when that happens is we might be lowering stress because we're doing better, but we're not building up the good feelings. Mm-hmm. And we really need both for yeah. Some attempted happiness. Bob, you 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 do an amazing job, Bob. I just want to say that. Thank you, Phil. Bob, you do the most amazing job that I've ever known. You are the absolute best. Which one did you like better, Bob? I prefer Liz. Oh wow. Well, I just I'll have to work on it then. Yeah. Oh, maybe man. maybe my way works. Oh, man. Try it. We'll uh, learn. Maybe maybe I'll yeah. try it. That was good though. Yeah. Uh no, it is. It's um um, what's a, there's a book I read, I don't even know which book it was, but it talks about the, the bank, the bank and each individual person's a bank. And the more you put into the bank, when it's time to withdraw, you can withdraw. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're just withdraw, withdraw where there's nothing left to take out. So that good job, great job. Hey, I noticed you did something great. Thank you. And then when the time comes, just be like, Hey, I need to sit down with you and talk to you about X, Y, Z. Um, it didn't go accordingly. Let's talk about it. And then implementing what happened. How do we make sure this doesn't happen again? Give some ideas. Let's, let's walk it through. Let's whiteboard it and figure this out. Uh, it's, they're a little bit more receptive because you have a lot more great jobs than you suck. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. I think that I paraphrased this quote from Ed Catmull, who is, uh, is, or was at Pixar, but it's, uh, the quote I like to use is feedback should always leave the employee inspired. The only purpose of feedback is to inspire them to take Love new action. Love that. Love that. Say that one more time. And everybody listen to this. This is important. <laughs> yes, sir, Phil. Uh, feedback should always leave an employee inspired. The only purpose of feedback is to inspire them to take new action. Love that. So that's coming back to earlier, right? If you've given them, why did you do this? Why did you do this? And they leave feeling shame, dejected. They're not inspired to take new action. No. So they're, scared, the purpose, they're scared to try it again. Mm-hmm. And people it. and people will say, yeah, but fear works. And we all know it does, right? Like the threat of real consequences, like that can motivate us all day yeah. long. But it harms that relationship, right? It harms that bank account that you're talking about. So, I mean, there's some real fear and risks that are part of, you know, your industry that do keep people, <laughs> let's just say, you know, thinking about certain things or yeah. in check. But um I think in the end, you know, that deposit is important. And why leave them in shame? Like to me, when I see a leader that's kind of relying on that, or I'll say a manager, it's simply because they're not being as resourceful as they could. It's a lower, it's a lower form, a lower resource. Oh my goodness. Uh, Less resourceful. There we go. Less resourceful approach. And to me, that's on a leader like, well, what if you could get the same result, which is the change behavior, but in a way that leaves them feeling positive why not mm-hmm. go for that so i like it that just requires like that. a little and, bit and, more and, and, and that's what you kind of shoot for when you when you get in that conversation and you're having that talk good or bad is going 
I'm going to leave this person at the end of this conversation more inspired than what they did coming into that information uh, or into the conversation. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that's a just takeaway right now. And hearing that quote that I'll try to do every conversation I'm coming to every discussion I have, how can they be inspired to do better when they leave and walk out that door or, you know, when they wake up in the morning, I got to inspire them in some way, even if it was a total mistake and what they did was super wrong. They're going to be inspired to do better. You know, definitely. And, you know, if inspire feels a little fluffy to you, you know, if you're out there like, oh, my gosh, I love it. You, you, can, you can still say motivate. inspiration, inspire all over. Now, will all your future books have something Who like that in the title? Knows. What do you know? The I title mean, of the next book? I mean, to be fair. Did you well, write the title? What is the title? I mean, yeah. Can you share? It? I ideally would like to take some of the concepts to all applications. Uh huh. Uh, but who knows what I'll end up writing. I have, too, I have so are many you, ideas. Are, are you, so what's the next great oh, big so idea? The next, okay, so the next the next book actually... Uh, well, or I'm, not just book, but just your next well, great book, idea. Well, being on a podcast, here we go. Okay, <laughs> starting a podcast yeah. with your help. Yeah, that's a pretty cool idea. Uh, no, but I am actively working on uh, with my editor, Inspiring Accountability in Your Employees, which will be a, get this more lean version more practical and actionable version for a leader to get through it will include the model i'm talking about but it will also include the styles which is newly developed content not in this big old book um so will you make a pocket size book i mean pocket if you have a big pocket but like like, my goal is half as big my goal is half as big so yeah it'll fit in a purse yeah purse okay that'd be cool you know something i can you know you can put in your back pocket which is what uh, what's my pocket? Yeah, Four, you'll have six to send the dimensions. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like, uh, so I'm actually really excited about that because I think that some of the best feedback, um, that I, natural feedback I learned is uh, it's really hard to get book reviews when people don't finish your 340 page book. Mm-hmm. So I may as well make something that's more useful to people. Uh, right. And if that means. But this shorter, book isn't going away. It's not going away. I mean, I don't know. We should strategize. Do but what I are you going to do with all two? the stuff that you're taking out? Uh, well, I think it's going to live here. So it's not a revision to this book. It's a new book. It'll be a new separate item. Um, so this will still be here. Because the truth is this has the engagement stuff. We talked just a tiny, yeah. tiny, tiny bit about that. But about half of this is all about employee engagement, inspiring mm-hmm. engagement. Then the first half is about accountability. This book will just be the accountability piece. It'll primarily be, naturally it'll be there. But um, yeah, what's not in there will be in here for uh, anyone. All right. That When's that coming out? Great question. <laughs> Um, I learned from my first book after I missed five self-imposed deadlines that I am an optimist on this topic. But I think that I'm, I'm thinking it'll be Q2. I think that's pretty realistic. Yeah. I'm pretty pretty far in with my editor. Yeah. So so by when? Oh, no, no. I love that, though. Look at me thinking and panicking. That's what you want. You want to see well, thinking that's, and panicking. That's what you said as we talk. Yeah. And, you know, when, when will you have this completed by? Yes. One, I want to highlight excellent use of the skills. But in this case, the best learning I had was not to commit to a date, mm-hmm. but have a general idea. So I think Q2. Q2. Yeah. But I, I couldn't, I would be lying to you. And you know what? You don't want my fake compliance. No, do you? no. You don't, I'm, don't lie to the no, people. No, The people I'm don't want you to lie. It. You can't start this no, podcast no. off and lying. Yeah. No, I was literally like, I don't even know, nine months post all the deadlines and stuff yeah. I had the first time. So I learned, hey, let it, you know, quality over quantity, but, you know, get it out. So get I'm out, good. I'm in a good there. spot. Good. Halfway good. through this. What, what, what's, what's, what's going to be the title? Inspiring accountability in your employees. In your employees. A leader's effective, uh, sorry, a leader's efficient guide to getting effective results. So you're going to have the workplace, you're going to have the employees. What's what's the other series? Uh, I mean, that's it I mean, for what's now. the other? 
I mean, do you have other ones that you kind of thought about? Is I mean, this in be yourself. A I mean, sure. In yourself. Inspiring okay. Inspiring yourself. Inspiring accountability. Okay. And That's good. Whatever. I love, actually, I don't have kids, uh, but I do read books on like accountability. Like they don't usually call it accountability with toddlers. I love um, how to speak so little kids will, will listen. I read that book as research. And I'm like, man, if we can help toddlers, like, like do what we want them to do. Mm -hmm. My goodness, I would hope we could do it with adults. I find it fascinating. But um, I, I'm really interested, you know, I'm really interested in like, a, you know, develop, child development psychology, but that's not where my focus is well, right some now. Of us, uh, some of us have minds like children. Yeah, uh, luckily, a lot of us. Uh, Jared's not here today because that's him and I'm more of the adult mind. But mm, that's well, for you, Jared. If you if you ever time. listen to the podcast, Jared doesn't even listen to his own podcast. But well, you know, maybe he'll listen to that one. So I always put nuggets maybe. in there. For him. <laughs> yeah, I love that little Easter eggs that just explode when he finds them. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm let's let's him. let's let's dive in a little bit. Um, you know this this book right here. I we read it as a team. Okay, and this was given to me by right there Ben Chung. Ben Chung, okay. shout ben out to Chung. Ben Chung. What's up, Ben Chung? Love that guy. Uh, but he gave the book. Reached out to you. Reached back out to me. We had lunch. Uh, and now you're here today. And we talked about podcast. So let's talk a little bit about your podcast oh my. that we're going to be creating and building and having in the studio for you. Yeah. Uh, what's this podcast? Yeah. What, what, are, what are some of the What are some of the ideas and thoughts? And who's your listeners? And what do you we're What do you want to do? do? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Phil's like, hey, let's do it. Let's help you get a podcast going. It's kind of like one of the nicest gestures a human could do because, like, anyway, clearly <laughs> likes it. It's cool. But no, you already I, have a podcast, I'm right? super grateful. You well, already have a we podcast. We don't know. We don't know about that. You make it so hard for me to bury stuff in There's it. already there. a podcast out there. I don't know yet. Okay. Um, no, what is today? It's at, We're February 2023. So if you're the listening third, after yeah. this, then you can listen to it, which okay. is actually the only time people will be Do you have a title? It? Is it going to be Inspiring yeah, Accountability? Yeah, I think it's going to be I think it's gonna be Inspiring accountability maybe you know, accountability so is the whole thing about know. accountability it's leadership development I leadership think for development sure. okay i wouldn't mind someday again this is not the space i'm at today but i wouldn't be surprised if in you know five years i'm also moving into the more personal space you know i've done a lot of again the nlp and you know, how much therapy a lot of personal <laughs> development myself gotcha uh so i do i would love to take this into that realm as well but it you know, for me, goodness, I have to focus on one thing at a time. Well, the, the beauty about a podcast is, I mean, it doesn't have to be set forever. It can change as you go and evolve uh, as you're evolving in your, in your own personal life. So yeah, whatever title you have, you can change it in the future if you yeah. wanted to. That's the beauty of it. So I think it'll just but be, leader, it, you know, brain-based uh, leadership development. You know what it is going to be? More, more of this. More of what? This. It's going to be more of this. Talking like this. Yeah. This is good. Pulls yeah. out a bunch of stuff. And, yeah. and I, I've learned from your book on here, and let me... <clears throat> Let me go to uh, chapter one. Miss um, Noel, mm -hmm. <clears throat> sure. if it's worth doing, it's worth getting started. Just do your best, then learn and do better. There it oh is. Oh my gosh. Right I, there. Melanie is, is a podcast worth doing? It is. And you know what that means? Just get started. It's worth getting started. Just get started. Phil is a galvanizer. Shout out to Ben Chung. He loves the working genius. Phil has got to be a galvanizer. <laughs> I'd put money on it. No, I really appreciate it, Phil. I think you're doing amazing stuff. Um, you're just going so big and supporting supporting people in just so many different ways. It's like amazing. Appreciate that. Appreciate it's that. Nice to see. And you're going to have... 
your book, your knowledge, your wisdom that you shared with us today to the whole world. And it lives forever. Just like this book will live forever. Just like your podcast that's already out there lives forever. I can delete it. And you don't know who it's going to help and what life it's going to change, you know, and and that's the rewards you get from that. When, when I do this podcast, uh, I don't know who's right now. There's two people listening, right? It's been up to five and six, yo. Five, six. That's because you started talking about my boring podcast. We already hit the meat of this, like wrap it up, you know, let them get on with their day. (laughs) But you know, this, that goes out there to everybody. Um, I've had people come up to me and literally get in tears and go, this freaking inspired me. I mean, I can't tell you this inspired me. I changed my my life because of this. Or or somebody coming up and go, man, I learned something so cool. I shared this with my brother and it helped him out. Like that's the reward I s- search for. And I don't get it all the time. But when you do get it, oh, it's awesome because you're, you're, you're seeing the fruits of your labor on this. You know, coming in the room, you don't get paid to do this, but you just put your stuff out there to serve the people. And that's what it's about, helping the other people. Because as soon as you help them, it's like that Coca-Cola commercial or whatever. I, I pick up this or I open the door for this person and that person says thank you, then opens it. And then all these kind gestures because of your one nice thing you've done or served somebody, you hit thousands of people for that. So. You're going to do freaking awesome on the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about seeing how it evolves and matures and what it goes to, seeing the fans. I can't wait till I get those calls and you're like, you'll never guess who just called me and what we're going to be doing now. I have this, this, and this. I'm going to New York. I'm just going to be like, awesome. It's going to open up a ton of different doors for you. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. Very much. So, you know, uh, having you on the show before we ever end the show. Uh, I always ask the individuals that are sitting across from me, you know, what you've given so much today and just wisdom and words, but what wisdom can you share? And we call it tips from the top that you can share to the listeners, the people driving, the people having a hard day, end of day, wants to go home and kick the dog and sing the blues uh, or someone that's just having the best day of their life. What life and general wisdom that you can share with them? Mm. Oh, and just so you know, these words you say, yeah. I'm going to take out of everybody's podcast. When I get 365 mm-hmm. podcasts, I'm going to take all those wisdoms and tips from the top. And I'm going to put them in a little calendar so everybody will have different people's wisdom every single day. So your wisdom is going to help somebody on uh, February 3rd, uh, 2028, when it, when it comes <laughs> out. Uh, okay. I don't know how... Sorry concise it will be but um I will say that uh everything that each of us has been through has just created a filter for what triggers us and if you find yourself getting frustrated at the same things like going back to work on that kind of the core piece you can just have a whole different experience in life I don't want to say like, oh, perspective, change your perspective. Like, you know how hard it is to like change your perspective for real? It's changing your brain. Um, So I don't like to be too idealistic, but I really believe in um, the way to change patterns is um, is really through working on that. So it's a little bit more, you know, soft and squishy than the average. But I, I want people to be happier and have, you know, less stress. And I just think um you know, what we're, what we get triggered by actually lives within us. And, uh, it is possible to shift that. And then that really, I think is the most significant way to shift one's experience. 
That's good. That's deep. So deep. You didn't know. <laughs> also, watch Yellowstone. Yay. <laughs> Everybody loves Yellowstone. Yeah. Yellowstone. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming to the studio today and sitting down with me and chatting with you, uh, me. We're going to have a lot more conversations and talks uh, and, and hopefully have you back a lot more to where uh, maybe biweekly or monthly uh, having some management leadership training in the workplace and inspiring that accountability, I think will be good, uh, to the listeners, to the people out there. Cause it's not just about tree work and drinking beer, but it's also about how to improve yourself to just be a better leader out there. So I'm excited to pick your brain more, uh, for that. And, and everybody listening, um, guys get the book, go on Amazon. Where else can we get the book? On Amazon. Amazon. Go on Amazon. Inspiring Accountability in the Workplace. Elena Noel. Um, it's an awesome book, guys. Uh, this is one you keep on your desk, you reference, you look at. In any situation you may get into, uh, it will help you for that. Um, also available as an audiobook. Audiobook, too. Yeah. And what's your Instagram? Where do they go? Website? Yeah, Give Instagram. Uh, I have two at Elena Noel, surprise, surprise, and also at Inspiring Accountability. Uh, okay. Follow both if you want to. I'm going to start making content inspired by this man, Phil. Um, <laughs> you know, probably TikTok, Inspiring Accountability. I don't okay, know what good. else is there. I have to I fall know. in love with social media. LinkedIn, you know, I'm, uh, it's a, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. They're all connected. You post a one, it posts a 10. So. Yeah, I know I'm not selling myself well yet, but that's because I... It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It, by it's the time habit. this goes, who knows? You're, you're learning. You're learning. <gasps> Learning, learning right now Thanks for okay the, the excuses and all that stuff you yeah. have we got to pull them out yeah. there's a lot more you have in you but we're more. gonna get them all out yeah. we're gonna learn from it and then all of a sudden uh you're gonna be uh new york's best yeah seller her. right there for that yeah so. it all started right here thanks phil <laughs> right here in santa rosa california the two tree guy podcast here we are well, I appreciate you coming in today. And, and everybody listening out there, uh, always appreciate you guys. Always appreciate you taking the time uh, and paying the fee, which is to share this message. If you got something, if you learned something, if you thought different, don't keep it to yourself. Pay it forward. Share it out there for that. Uh, and we'll appreciate it. And that's how our show grows. Uh, but again, everybody, uh, remember to continue to elevate the standard of the industry through safety training, and innovation. Have a great day. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Whoop, whoop.